Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Once again, it's Anne Chang of Supercharged Lab for and on behalf of the AI Partnerships Podcast. Today, I have with me Norman Jafar. Now, Norman Jafar is the founder of Marketite Vitals, Your Doctors Online, and a number of innovative niche solutions in the health and wellness space, utilizing powerful new technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, IoT, among many others. Over the past five years, he has launched over 10 healthcare, telco, and SaaS tech startups and managed over 40 healthcare AI and technology projects. Marketech is a digital transformation company focused specifically on developing applications for healthcare and telecom verticals. They're on a mission to change the healthcare space one project at a time and make use of emerging technologies like AI, machine learning, IoT, and 5G. They've established 94% retention rates for clients from the Fortune 500 enterprises to even the Silicon Valley startups. A huge welcome to you, Norman, and it's our pleasure to have you here today. Tell me more a little bit about yourself, your background, and you know the problems that your team is solving with Marketech. First of all, thank you so much, Anne. Nice to meet you. And uh, I also wanted to thank AIP as well for this opportunity. Uh, now, in terms of uh, my background, I have almost about 20 to 25 years of technology background that has been my profession developing applications in AI, big data, IoT, emerging technology space that you talked about. So um, I'm really lucky that I have been able to use my my profession and uh, use it in my, my passion, which is healthcare. Um, so not a lot of people get to do that. So that's why I'm, I'm extremely lucky. So about six to seven years back, I had a uh, uh, epiphany and a change of heart. Uh, I left my corporate world where I had worked in different parts of the world, in Far East, in South Asia, in Middle East. I worked in Europe and then in North America. My latest gig uh, was with uh, uh, you know IT giants like Telus, Telus Health, and uh, with PwC. Um, so as I said, in 2015, I started Marketech, which is my holding company. And uh, uh, fast forward today, um, seven years on, uh, we are a team of about 35 to 40 software engineers, data scientists. We have some clinicians uh, and some other consultants uh, in our team. Now, you did ask me another question about, you know, what's kind of the problem that we're trying to solve? Uh, as you know, uh, technology is a huge thing. Um, and then within technology, there's different verticals. You talked about healthcare, which is my passion. Uh, and within healthcare, more and more we are trying to find uh, the greatest uh, niche and our mission statement of the company is to help uh, seniors, um, seniors uh, age in place. I'm sure you've heard about uh, hospital at home or aging at home, aging in place trends. Uh, that's kind of our mission statement um, of the company being that we want to be the number one technology company in that, uh, in that world. Um, so I, I hope, Anne, that answers your question. Thanks for that. Um, Norman, in the space of artificial intelligence and machine learning, particularly in the healthcare space, there's been a lot of conversations about the ethical use of data and AI. Would you be able to help us in unraveling a framework for the ethical use of data in AI and machine learning? And particularly, what are these leading public policies that could be referenced? 
Okay, thank you so much, uh, Anne, for the great question. Um, so I'll try to answer your, your question around uh, uh, ethical AI and, and public policies uh, in the following manner. Um, the way that I, I look at it is in three distinct buckets. Uh, the first one uh, is the, the public policy. So data ownership, uh, HIPAA, PHIPAA, GDPR compliance, um, uh, you know, the ownership of data and some of the other public policies uh, that are there. So they are all really important and, and, and uh, helps uh, startup owners, digital transformation companies like ours uh, be staying focused and keep an eye on them. So that's one bucket. The second bucket, which is very important that everybody has to realize uh, is uh, you know, some of the things that are happening in the industry. So I'm gonna bring up two or three different stats. Uh, the number one start is uh, COVID has impacted the healthcare uh, industry the most. Uh, people, uh, like there was a recent survey where 75% of clinicians, physicians, nurses, and associated workers want to leave that because of the risk and the strain that it has put on their life. The second stat I'm going to bring up is uh, even before COVID, there was an extreme shortage of seniors, uh, sorry, of, of, of nurses. Um, there was an 8 million shortage in North America. Um, so as the seniors population, which is kind of the third stats that I want to put out in, um, there for everybody to realize, uh, the seniors population is actually going to double in the next 10 years from almost 55, 60 million today to about 100 to 120 million. So all, uh, all that means is that there's a perfect tsunami, there's a perfect storm uh, where uh, the caregivers, uh, there will be a shortage of them and the senior population who need this air, uh, are, are are going to double. So what better than digital transformation, AI, automation, uh, and those things. And the, the third thing, which is very, very important, actually I think is the most important, is that we have to keep the patient or the senior in our case uh, at the center of everything. So what I can tell you is that for all the projects that we've done, whether it's your doctors, whether it's Sensites, Vitals, at the end of the day is a patient who owns that data. Um, who actually has complete control and they are the one who is actually allowing or disallowing and have the capability uh, to choose who do they allow to, as an example, uh, for warning patients, uh, location. If they want to share their location, they know which caregivers that they want to share it with and they can actually restrict it to other caregivers and so on and on. Um, so the bottom line is that we want to keep the patient at the center of all this ethical AI and policy discussion. And that, that'll be my two cents on this end. For sure. So let's talk a little bit about Markitech services. In a world of massive BPO and staff augmentation solutions in the market, how do you stand out? And even more importantly, how do companies who work with you get assured of the quality that they're getting? Yeah, so I think, um, uh, you know, when I, I talked about my my profession, my passion, profession being my my, my IT skills, my technical skills, and, you know, the ability to develop products um, and, you know, the big data and AI. When I talk about healthcare, which is my passion. So in terms of what we are trying to do in this, in this uh, realm is to make sure that healthcare in my, in my analysis, because I've been a student of healthcare for the last seven, eight years, as I've developed one startup of the other, uh, is at least five to seven years, if not more, um, behind some of the other verticals like banking, uh, uh, teleco, uh, teleco as an example, and some of the other verticals out there. So healthcare uh, can definitely learn 
uh, a lot from those uh, those verticals. That's number one. The second thing that's happened with COVID is, and you know, I talked about all those facts about people leaving in droves, huge shortage of people, uh, people wanting to stay at, you know, seniors especially wanting to stay at home for a longer period. So it's kind of a perfect storm. And that's kind of the focus, uh, you know, what, what I talked about initially and for Marketech is that we want to stay in the uh, digital transformation world uh, within healthcare and then in the in the seniors, what, what's also called age tech space. Um, and that's how we are trying to differentiate ourselves in that and, and, and staying true to our mission statement. Great. So as an artificial intelligence practitioner, what has been your greatest challenge and how have you been able to overcome that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, <clears throat> great question. I think the most important challenge uh, that I have um, in the healthcare is, although it's it's ripe with a lot of opportunities, but it is the most uh, painful in the sense of it's very, very slow moving and understandably so, right? Because uh, there's lives at stake. Um, uh, you know, if you look at Canada, uh, more so uh, in US, uh, it's all public funded. Uh, so there's a lot of bureaucracy involved because the money's, uh, money has to flow uh, in a way, right? So what could take um, in other countries like in US, maybe a year takes about, you know, at least three to four years uh, to make a change uh, here in the Canadian context. So, uh, so, the, so the bottom line, just to answer your question directly, healthcare is very slow moving. And the way that I've tried to overcome it is that I've kept my services business uh, going. Uh, we haven't said no to other verticals. Like we we continue to work with um, other verticals like telco. We, we work with uh, small, medium enterprises in other verticals uh, and in other startups as well. Uh, and so that helps me generate the revenue from those business so that I can keep my lights on on some of the projects that are taking more time on the healthcare space. So. Uh, and that's the way that uh, I've tried to overcome that challenge. That's amazing. So as we wrap up this uh, podcast, the quick words of advice you would give to younger uh, startups trying to get going, maybe you can tie it to um, some of the lessons that you've learned in your personal entrepreneurial journey as well. Yeah, I think um, I'll just uh, say two words. One is roller coaster, and the other one is um, tenacity or never give up. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, when I started my entrepreneurial journey seven years back, um, I had a lot of, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of advisors and, but everybody has their own point of view. But one of the key things that I have learned over the last seven years is, uh, you know, not every day is the same. You will have a lot of rejections, a lot of doors that will close. You will have a lot of projects that you have won that you might end up, uh, as an example, losing for, for various reasons that are out of your control. Um, but if you, uh, and that's, that's where the whole concept of a roller coaster comes in, right? So some days will be really good. Some days will be really, <laughs> uh, you know, not so good. Um, and you'll feel really down. You might want to think about going back to job. All of those, my thoughts will come. And that's my second part of, uh, you know, my advice to startup, uh, uh, entrepreneurs is, is tenacity. And, you know, you should give yourself, um, uh, at least, at least five days, uh, five years, sorry, not five days, five years to overcome some of this, these challenges. Uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, that, that, th- those are the two things that I would say. For me, because, uh, you know, the challenges and because I picked up healthcare, uh, because it's very slow moving, because it's take, taking a lot of time, it might take a little bit more time for some people, it might take a little bit less time for other people. Um, uh, so, 
uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'll 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 end up with by saying, if you have the uh, the patience, the tenacity, and the persistence to overcome the roller coaster, I think at the end of the day, uh, it it um, you will be successful. I think people give up in the first month, first year. Um, I would say about ninety eight percent of startups fail in the first year uh, because people give up. You just have to be flexible to be able to uh, pivot yourself to new opportunities. Um, I mean, I can go on and on, like even the startups that we've been successful with, they started with one idea and we had to do about, I would say, on average, 10 to 15 pivots to focus ourselves on on, on something different that we started from. Um, so that, you know, if you stay persistent, if you are tenacious, uh, if, uh, you know, if you keep learning as a student, uh, you will eventually make it. I think that that's a piece of advice Anwar, I would give to the, to the startup um, entrepreneurs. Great. Thank you, Norman, for your time today. I really appreciate it. These are such insightful nuggets. Uh, once again, it's uh, Anne from Supercharged Lab on behalf of the AI Partnerships Podcast. Uh, and today we were presenting Norman Jafar of Marketech. Uh, thank you for your, being on our show, uh, Norman, and uh, look forward to seeing you again on future shows. Thank you, Anne, again. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to AIP as well. And uh, it was a uh, wonderful talking to you, Ed. Thank you. Thank you. Over and out.